Are you in? I'm in. Are you ready? I think so. Welcome to the Barefoot Comedy Podcast. We're already live. Uh, <laughs> I love tricking you. It's every, every time. It's Colin Mould and August Williams. We are live at the Barefoot Comedy Podcast, episode whatever, and we are going to be talking today about the DeLorean Motor Company. Yeah. <laughs> we are actually going to do this. We're actually going to do it. Oh, we've boy. talked about doing this a few times, and it never uh, comes about. This is, we've teased people for long enough. It's time we have, to finally. We've teased you long enough. Now it's time to finally grope you with conviction. The DeLorean Motor Company was a car. <laughs> Motor Company was a car. <laughs> I mean, you know, they made a car. <laughs> uh, listen, thank you to our sponsors. Uh, thank you to ForMyCar.com. That's the number four, MyCar.com. Online business cards. What? Yes, online. That's what the kids are doing nowadays. I know because I have kids and I am a kid at heart. But when I go to colleges and these kind of places, what I find is that I am uh, not a kid. Not a kid. Not a kid at all. <laughs> Not a kid at all. But they're all doing online business cards. If you hand somebody a, um, you know, a regular paper card, uh, well, they're probably going to have you go to the renal clinic and check your kidneys because you're close to death. That's old. <laughs> you're way too old. So uh, do the right thing, man. Get an online business card from ForMyCard.com. That's ForMyCard.com. The number four, MyCard.com. Yeah. QR codes, the whole thing. You put the QR code right on the banner for your business. You can put it on a billboard. People point their phone. All your information comes up. You could even put in little deals on there. You could call the people at ForMyCard.com and say, hey, could you make my link uh, lead to a um, a, uh, a weird uh, Instagram where I show my armpits? Anything you want. Totally creative. You could do that. So do that. Old Savannah Tours, thank you as well. And Huckapoo's Bites and Booze. Those are our sponsors, and that's that. Let's talk about DeLorean Motor Company and upcoming dates. Yes. What do you have? You have a movie coming out? Yes. Uh, again, that's I, enough. Anyway, right. so we also... No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, no, it's still across the Lorraine. That's we're still shooting that. It's it's so much fun. Man. They have, we're going to do, uh, we're do... We're shooting the battle scene pretty soon here coming up. The Gettysburg Address? Yep. Wasn't that a battle? Yeah, it was, it was a battle. You're not... I mean, you know... It the was, Gettysburg it was, was a battle. It was a certain fight. It's yeah. a different kind of fight. That was a different war. Yeah, probably. So. We've been no. in a lot of conflicts. It's all one conflict, isn't it? We've been at war as long as I've been alive. That's not saying much, homie. <laughs> <laughs> it is interesting. Your entire living life. Oh, yeah. That's why. Since you've been breathing air, America's been on someone I, else's soil fighting it out. Yeah. It's odd. That's what I grew up with war. I grew up around Whoa. war. Whoa. Yeah. I was born in peace time. Yep. I think. No, no, 71. I actually wasn't. No, I was actually born at the tail end of the Vietnam, Vietnam War. Yeah. So I was aware of it. And then we were, had this backlash where people were like, we're not doing that, bro. Dude, I'm not fighting on foreign soil for like, you know. Plus, we got our what? crap handed to us. We just got oh, We got rocked. our crap handed to us. Got rocked. They handed us our crap? Yeah. Oh. I said, here, take this. <laughs> yeah, we did get rocked. Take it with you. Yeah. Um, but as a result, there was this weird sort of, uh, there was a uh, really weird thought or feeling about war conflict these things why are we there what are we doing so everybody had to be justified to go to war there had to be a reason right so then uh the iraq war they went uh oh you need a reason okay we'll just make one up and then that's what they did and then we went to war and then and then you were born (laughs) and then i was born coincidence (laughs) i think think not not. there you go but i was thinking you just said i was a child at heart you know that that when I let's think about that saying because when you say when you say child at heart, you think you think of your childhood, right? Like you think of like oh. being a kid when you were a child. When I think of child at heart, I think of kids like when I was a kid. Or war like, babies. Well, <laughs> well, no, like I mean, Gen Z kids and like stuff like that. It's different childhood where it's 
kids are cynical. You know? Oh, we're just like, we're, yeah. so childhood heart is cynicism. I don't know, a little bit, to, at least to me. And it's, That's interesting. I haven't thought of it you that way. I mean? like, so when my grandma said, I'm just a child at heart, that she's meant- She's thinking of her childhood, right? She's thinking of being on a farm- or is there or too is, many uncles, <laughs> which is really terrifying. Or is there, or is there a general, like, we're just saying childish, like, you know, you like, you do something stupid, oh. childish, or is that what we're saying? Oh. I'm asking. No, more no I'm saying it's a joyous thing. Like, I'm a yeah, child and, heart, meaning I'm idealistic. I and got don't what have you any meant, worries. But do you know, do you know, don't, I get, I got what you were saying, but do you know what, do you know what I mean when I say like, I say child at heart, like I'm thinking of my I never child. know what you mean when you speak. That's fair. Yes, of course I know Who what you does? mean. It makes perfect sense That's in your, in to you, the definition of child or a, a child of a, a heart of a child is small. Uh, well, I was going to say is, uh, is more cyn- cynical. Oh. You, you grew up in a more cynical time. I was thinking the actual the, the, heart, the heart of a child. Of a child. Kalima. And when you pull them out, they, Kalima. Beat, they beat faster. Shakti Kalima. Shakti Kalima. Okay. What is that? Indiana Jones. Oh, is Temple that what he says? Temple of Doom. Yeah. You know that line? You don't remember that line? You're such a cinephile. It's oh, gross. It's gross. No, it's You're not. so cinephilic. <laughs> Ooh. That's a word, right? Is it? I don't cinephilic? Know. I don't it sounds like, like it sounds like you're humping DV packets. <laughs> <laughs> He's a total cinephile. I just got the Blu-ray. The Blu-ray's amazing. He stuck his wiener right in my uh, VCR. I don't know what that means. <laughs> the VCR? Oh, yeah. Ow. I'm a child at heart. Oh, that would hurt because nobody hurt. knows how to run it, so they couldn't get it out. <laughs> just put it in rewind. <laughs> no, be kind. Don't rewind. <laughs> All right. DeLorean Motor Company, of course, was an American automobile manufacturer manufacturer originally formed by automobile industry executive John DeLorean. 1975. Remember from one model it produced? One model, the stainless steel DeLorean sports car featuring the gullwing doors. Yeah. Yeah. The like, gullwing doors. Um, yeah. Now that I know it's like, you know, what's the, I don't know what's the difference between, I guess, gullwing or like, or they look, they, they go straight up. <laughs> And then there's butterfly, which which too. go at an angle. Is that the difference? Oh right. You know what I I'm don't, saying? Do they call that butterfly? That's what that's what I know it as. Is that you know it as a butterfly? Well, Wait. if it does this, if it if it goes up, if it goes up like almost straight up, huh. just the whole door and not it's out interesting. And up. You know what I mean? So your generation calls that a butterfly wing, but my, my well, grandma, well, like my grandma's generation called it a stegosaurus uh, sail, <laughs> which is course. odd. I wonder why. Yeah, huh. not a pterodactyl wing. Pretty freaking old. <laughs> <laughs> No, but the, but now there's even like a falcon door, which like the uh, the, t- the Tesla. Hello. Yeah, Tesla has a falcon door. That's what they call it. But really? it opens up like a DeLorean, it opens out. So I don't know what the difference is. I don't know if there is. A I don't know. I don't think there's like a standard. <laughs> yeah. Like they just sort of make just this stuff up. As like, yeah. yeah, probably. For a brief turbulent history ending in receivership and bankruptcy in 1982 near the end uh near the end in a desperate attempt to raise funds for the company needed to survive john delorean was filmed appearing to accept money to take part in drug trafficking but was subsequently acquitted of the charges brought against him on the basis of entrapment why he was only trying to save the company and that's he why he was drugs? dealing coke you didn't know about that i didn't oh huge deal yeah i did not oh, you never know. saw the cartoons of like a delorean with like a big straw sticking out the front is like snorting up lines as no oh my god that was the big joke that's so funny the guy was doing huge cork co- uh, cork cork deals cork yeah deals. big cork deals <laughs> he sold a lot of cork. ah buying and selling corks like they're going out of style shame on you <laughs> lots of corks you know these wine companies got to get corks somewhere that's so interesting yeah I really didn't know they're gonna pay full price no they go to a cork smuggler <laughs> like delorean a cork guy <laughs> looking for cork you got a cork guy i uh, got a cork guy so yeah he was dealing coke coke Interesting. I really didn't know that. Mm, the DeLorean was memorable feature uh, was memorably featured in Back to the Future yes, the movie trilogy. The only thing it's known for now. Nineteen eighty nine and oh yeah, nineteen ninety. 
as the model of the oh, car. You didn't, like, you didn't like the third one? Not in that. I like the first one. Yeah. I've only seen the first one, so I haven't. Yeah. yeah. I, People have opinions. It took me a long time to see the first one. Did it really? Yeah. I don't know. It's one of those with classic movies. It's, I don't know what it is, but like, it, it takes me the really like the top dog ones. That people are like, oh, I can't believe you haven't seen. I don't know. Murder, took, took me a while to see Pulp Godfather. Fiction. No, oh, Godfather. See, I, lo- I, I loved Pulp Fiction. I've seen that a lot and I watched Godfather and that was phenomenal. That yeah. Was so it was good. Good. Yeah, it was really I good. haven't seen the second or third. You're saying it. First you, one was three I wonder if there's long. anybody out there going, oh, uh, really? Like, was Black it good? I All right. I'll see, see it. Castle Black I haven't seen. See, I don't know. I don't. Black and white. Uh, here's like a UK. I'm not into that. Do you want like black and whites? Uh, I can't get into it. Man. It has to be a good story. It's dumb looking. <laughs> it's so dumb looking. <laughs> that was like that for a long time. It's like the same reason I don't bottom. drive a Model T. Okay, <laughs> I want to get to work. I don't think that's the same. But <laughs> it's the same reason. I don't. I want to get to work. I want to get there. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? No. The same logic. No. I want to get there. Get I where? get into a modern car because yeah. I want to get there in comfort. I okay. want to feel it. Feel comfortable. Feel the. So you the, need the surround the sound, CGI. Well well, 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 well. Here's what I don't need. Okay. An open cab w- in 32 degree temperature. With a rattle going on, and then I got to get out and crank it. Yeah, I'm talking about a movie. Yeah, but I'm talking about a car as an analogy. That doesn't make. So does if the car track? is the analogy. Yes, it does. No. Yes, it does. Okay, how? A movie takes you somewhere. Right. You get there in style and comfort with modern technology, but with the old style, the black and white, I feel like I'm in uh, a buckboard. So I you're like arguing a that there are no good stories in black and white film. I'm just saying it's just a <laughs> clunky way to get there. Citizen Kane is a terribly told <laughs> story. <laughs> I will say Citizen Kane is actually very boring. <laughs> But terrible Citizen, way to get there. I was Citizen Kane has a there's a shot in it. I don't know, have you seen it? No, I won't you, see that. I, I have also have not written in a buckboard. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there's a shot. In I'm aware of buckboards. <laughs> I'm actually not. I don't know what a buckboard is. <laughs> it's the wagon that a horse would pull. Oh, okay. I don't want to go to work in a buckboard. <laughs> Why not? That sounds kind of fun. It's not going to get me there. It will. It won't get me there. It will get you there. We're going to stop. The horse has to poop. It smells like horse poop and urine. It's up to, I mean, Other cars are honking and going around you. It's terrible. Yeah, there's there's carriages and. Savannah, I know all about that. Also, it's not fair to the horse. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. The horse wants to hang out and have hay and sleep in the yard. There's a shot in Citizen Kane where they go like over a bridge and then they keep going up. They show the the skyline and then they go through a window, like a greenhouse window almost on the top. It is, you are falling asleep. That's okay. I don't care. This is, sorry. The reason this is one of the coolest shots ever made. You're not making me watch a black and white movie. You're describing a black (laughs) and white movie. But that shot was so insane because nowadays it's, it makes sense. There's gimbals, there's lifts, but back then having to uh, complete that shot as like a long take like that. All right. Phenomenal. So you understand as a so cinematographer or, or, or not as an, as in the industry, you understand what they went through to get the shot. Yeah. I just appreciate okay. it. <laughs> you just really cool, man. don't care. I'm sure there's some shoes that would give you the gout if you wore them more than a couple of days, but a shoemaker would go, that is an awesome, well, I mean, think of the tech, <laughs> think of how hard it was for them to make that. I appreciate Dutch things. people hand carve wooden you not shoes. Appreciate I don't things. wear them on the basketball court. <laughs> Should we start wearing clogs again? <laughs> yeah. Why don't we, cl- why don't we wear clogs on the, what does the NBA wear clogs? Those are handmade shoes. They're handmade. Oh, yeah, why, how come they won't wear them? How come they won't appreciate the, the, the fine craftsmanship that went into those you realize shoes? That the shoes they wear in the NBA are structured specifically for their feet yes yeah that's they fine get special yeah, made shoes. yeah same as the wood clog no the, 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 oh yes the dutch, special yes. made shoe but the little dutch foot. No. leprechaun that made them i don't know what that means 
I don't know if that's true, but whoever made them, the little children that they make them, <laughs> the children, that they make, make them. Yeah, they char- yeah, yeah, of course. Dutch. <laughs> so they're right. in there. Yeah. Dutch are well known for their slave labor. In the land of Dutch. And they, and they shave it with, they, they use the chisels and the whole thing and they, and they shape it to the foot of the uh, super athlete. I don't and then the, Yes. No. Oh my God. It's handmade. <laughs> yes. You don't even know. And the, it's vintage and it's, and the workmanship that goes into it, you will understand as a cobbler. You understand, as a cobbler, I feel that I, I appreciate so it. So what about your... I appreciate what's your excuse it. So for the comedy? whole NBA should wear it. What's your it. excuse for comedy? What are you talking about? Yeah, you don't appreciate any form of like subtle comedy or anything like that. Like I small love subtle piece comedy. Of, pieces of comedy. Yeah, of course you do. Modern subtle comedy. Why are comedy. people not allowed to enjoy things, Colin? I love, I love, I love old, some older comedy, but some of I can't of it, enjoy uh-uh, film. Dude, I can't no. enjoy all film, all There's those just, aspects I'm just of saying, film. At some point, sh- uh, even, cra- all, even all art sucks. ages out. It ages out. <laughs> I'm telling you, the Mona Lisa, come the fuck on. It's over. We're, we're over it. Yeah, Get over come it. Come on. I can Mona, do that on a computer. She's smiling. Who cares? Okay. Is she? I don't know. Who is she? I don't know. She come from your village? Who gives a fuck? You're dead. Like, I don't, right? So when you're dead, it's nobody. It's cares. over, dude. Yeah, done. Cares. Yeah. But, Who cares about legacies? Who cares about changing an industry? Who cares? No, it doesn't matter. That's uh, a funny anecdote. It's fun to know about. <laughs> it's fun to know about. Be an art historian, but I'm going to sit around and watch it. <laughs> I will say I have a trouble. Let's all have movie night. Sit around and watch an old. No, that's a thing people do. I do that. Old black and whites? Yeah. Where they're talking like this? I'm not interested, dude. Nobody. Hi. You know? There weren't, there weren't, hey. weren't that many films. This up. is John Stempenstein. John's Hi, our neighbor. John Hello, neighbor. Pants. How are you? John Highpants. John Highpants. <laughs> Mr. Highpants, Mr. Loudermilk. <laughs> <laughs> These are names they use. It's Mr. Loudermilk. He, he's Judge Loudermilk. Please come forward. That's how they spoke. Yeah, I don't want to hear any of that. Some of, the, some of them revolutionized how film is made. So it's, it's yeah, fascinating good. to see where it came yeah, from. Yeah, put that on a shelf. Move on. Look, we got CGI. We have yes. actors like yourself who are very gifted. CGI talented, can only and, take you so far. But the intimacy of the current uh, form of technology that it can bring you the HD, the 4G, I the, the T459, all that stuff T4. comes at you. I don't know what it is, but it's all that stuff comes to you. The sound is complete. We've worked some kinks out, bro. I don't hate that. I don't, I don't hate new movies. No. I'm just saying it's good to appreciate where it came from. It's like anything else. It's good to see where it came from, how it got there, and like... It's fascinating. Yeah. I mean, there was a time when we ate shoe leather. <laughs> so that must have been great. I don't want to do fruit, it. It was called food by the foot. I don't want to get together with some friends. It was called f- food by the foot. Food by the foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> by the foot. Yeah. So yeah. I, uh, people survived on it, but I'm not going to get together with my you, family or some friends and eat shoe leather. I love how much you were just like, <laughs> screw the past. I it's, hate black and white. It's in the past for a reason. Not into black and white movies. <laughs> I hate them, dude. You don't have to like I've them. I've had people make like, me watch them and I'm like, I, I'm so don't want to be here right now. It's <laughs> really uncomfortable. You haven't watched any good black and white films, huh? And they'll ask my opinion. I'm like, I, what am I supposed to say, man? This is old. <laughs> so you're so caught up in like the cosmetics that like you just can't get into the movie. I don't know, man. Look, there was a time. Let me just say this in mm-hmm. comedy. For example, let's get real close to my heart. I do comedy. I do it for a living. Right. And, and there was a time when comedy was, uh, you know, was archaic. Yes. There was, uh, there was your Don, the guys that were, are still not alive now, almost still alive. They just died. Uh, Johnny Carson <laughs> and those guys, you know, and some of them, I, I guess are still around. Um, you, you know, Rickles and those guys, they were all, they would call each other. And be like, how did the uncle joke go? You know, they're all doing the same jokes. Right. Yeah. Hey, tonight when you were in the Catskills, like how did the so-and-so joke about the mom go? Oh, that went great. How about for you? And they're doing this. We're doing one act. Yeah. Now 
everybody's doing a totally different thing. Comedy's a different thing. I thought it was interesting when com- when I hear about like comedians buying jokes where it's like they're at a club and it's like that was funny, but I think I could change it. Do you right. mind if I like give that's you hundred dollars right now? That's a thing, and then yeah. you make it your own. You I put originality. That that's a new thing. I thought that was really cool. That's a newer thing, but that's 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 positioned in the newer style of comedy where you make an act about from from things that you find funny about your, your own world and your own life and you and you're original with it and you don't repeat other people's thoughts and mm. ideas. So that's creativity and original. I get that. Mr. Loudermilk, that and the black and white and like we moved on. No, there is some funny black and white things. Come on now. There's, there's some, some funny. Yeah. Uh, Abbott and Costello. Yeah. Come on now. Like this, it's just, I'm just saying there's like, it's, it's just so antiquated. I can't get around it's it. It's good to see where you came from, man. It's good to appreciate. It's good to like, you know, you didn't, you weren't, you didn't start off great. Movies didn't start off phenomenal. Like it was, it was good to see yeah. how it started and enjoy that it was that bad or like new at the time. What was it? Miracle on 34th Street? That's the one that broke me. Ah, really? Broke me. I haven't seen that film. Yeah. I know a lot about it, but somebody did the math on that. The $50,000 that his uncle loses. It was something that equated to like, like 7 million. Yeah, it was like 1.3. <laughs> I love how they translate it. It was like 1.3 million or something like that. Cause yeah. of inflation and everything. So all I could think was, wow. Yeah. There's, it's, I don't know how he didn't like murder his uncle where he's right. <laughs> you lost that money. <laughs> right. Yeah. We look at it like, Oh, that's no big deal. Yeah. Oh, I mean, 50 is like $50,000 is a lot, but you know, you think about nowadays, you're like, well, I mean, you can only get so far 50,000 then, but you know, do the math and it's a lot of money. Wait a second. In 1995, Liverpool-born mechanic Stephen Wynn founded the current DeLorean Motor Company, located in Humble, and shortly thereafter acquired the remaining parts, parts inventory. Oh, DeLorean store, and huh? the stylized DMC logo trademark of DeLorean Motor Company. It exists. DeLorean's still around. I guess. That's what it says here on Wikipedia. It can't Can I be buy wrong. a DeLorean can't right be now? Wrong. Let's find out. Let's buy a DeLorean. Yeah, let's buy a DeLorean. Buy DeLorean. Car. I'm going to buy a car right now. All right. Also, um, what was our other thing we were going to deep dive on? By the way, uh, do you like cars? Uh, I, I can appreciate cars, but it's a little bit like, like, I don't know. I, I just don't know. I don't feel like I know enough to really say, yeah, this is the, I found this the, is the, the website, the DeLorean website. It's interesting. It's existing. Yeah. Buy a car. The Pre-owned, Del- sold, coming soon. It, oh my gosh. It exists. How did I not know this? I don't know. I didn't mean. There it is. Clean and timeless design. Same car. It's literally the same, same car. car. No way. Go to cars. Do they have other models? Oh, they they're, got, they're located in Texas, Florida, California. Shut it. That's so funny. Are these just the used ones? Oh, they're the used ones. Oh, they're dealing used ones. Oh, so this is somebody who's organized the uh, the, the 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 sale of vintage. It's still cool though. I mean, still cool. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, somebody owns it. They're just not making DeLoreans anymore. What's your question? What do you like? Oh, how about cars? Yeah, I like I like big old uh, heavy Americans. Yeah, like classic I, yeah. American muscle. That's fun. I'm all about it. Yeah, like and Mustangs, like old Mustangs, old Impalas, like a like a '87 Impala. I'm gonna throw so down great. a twist on you here. Mm. I also enjoy the it was one of my favorite cars. And this this is gonna sound weird. The Riley Elf. You ever heard of that? No. So you know what a Morris Minor is? Like the British car, the early British car, the, the, the so. little guy, the little hatchback car. Yeah. Yeah. yeah little. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that car, um, then they redid one, right? Didn't they call or what? What's the one they redid? Not the Morris Minor, but the, um, 
Oh man. Like I said, you get on my depth. It's a new one. Cars. It's a new, it's a new, it's the newer one with the little British flag on it and stuff. And they're, they're mini Cooper, so, mini coops. Oh yeah, yeah. So the mini Cooper is also an earlier, there was an earlier mini Cooper sure. in England. Right. Yeah. So that was a kind of the knockoff. The, the newer one is like a, you know, newer version, right? I think the new one's kind of cool. They're kind of cool. Yeah. Like but the old British one, um, was, um, by the way, I just got done trashing all vintage old things, and now I'm like celebrating <laughs> these old cars. Okay, this is all right. that's what I was talking uh, now about. Now I see like, your point. I don't know why you were just like now I see your point. Hating on you, just it. really hate black and white film. Yeah, I just like to argue, but yeah, <laughs> now I understand what you mean. You mean hypocritical? Yeah. So uh, anyway, the Riley Elf is like the Mini Cooper. It's it's a British car. It's amazing. I I used to have an auto. I used to have an auto repair service. Did I tell you that? I worked no. for Chevy for a few years. You know I that? didn't know you owned like the, a business though. Yeah, yeah. I, I had a mobile auto repair business. I worked for Chevy. I went to Chevy training school and then I, and then I worked for a couple other little businesses and then I started my own out of a van, mobile auto repair business. Mm. I bought it from a chimney sweep. I bought a van <laughs> and the chimney sweep uh, had put in a bulkhead in the back. He put, kept all the sooty stuff. That's where I kept Sooty's my stuff. tools. So I put the tools in there and the jack stands and the jack. And then I had a compressor on the inside with all these books. We had Chilton manuals, books, no internet. So we had the books and I had piles and piles of books. Like I was ever going to like so all the sudden work on a car that I had a book for. It was like the <laughs> odds are very slim. I just thought it was cool. Yeah, but if you if it came up, you would be oh very my happy. God, the odds of that. Yeah. The You'd be like, yes. never, never once did I open I one of those books. And, yeah. But I had a whole shelf, I had a whole like cabinet full of them. And then um and then I had, you know, my normal tools and 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 I would show up at people's houses and I and I would plug in the compressor and the whole thing and and I'd just go to work and I'd do like clutches and brake work and all this stuff and people none of that. No. And not, I loved it. I'm so not a gearhead. It's and like, I had no idea what I was doing. I could change. I had, oh wow. Well that's the part that was scary. I was, I was totally <laughs> shooting from the hip. I knew I knew how to work on the cars, but I I mean I was alone, dude. I didn't have sure. the older mechanics mechanics that would hang out with me at the shop and I'd be like, have you thought about this? I never had that. So I would just be out there in the world and like some shit went down. I'm like, I would call somebody or I'd show up, you know, I'd go to their place basically and, right. and be like, Hey, uh, Tom, you know, do you know, like, what about this? And I'd show them a part that's busted a certain way. And he'd be like, hmm, have you looked at the murmur? And I'd be like, let me go look at the murmur. And I'd go over there and look at the murmur. And then I'd come back to him. I looked at the murmur and they'd be like, well, well did you see a senison? And I'd be like, oh, let me go back to the murmur. And I'd go back and look for the senison and the murmur. Oh my God, dude, it was terrible. We didn't I mean, have cell phones. But now you know, <laughs> it was I mean, you really look, bad. You learn more about it though. I feel like it's because you, so I learned a lot more. Yeah. But as a result, I met one of my best friends ever because he had a fleet of cars and one of them was a truck and it, it was a Ford, um, big Ford pickup truck and it wouldn't start. And I was like, oh, well, clearly this is, uh, you know, it's fuel spark, whatever. So I didn't know how to isolate fuel and spark. So I would just keep fixing things on either side of that. <laughs> oh, until no. I yeah. So this went on for uh, about a week, about things. a week. And he's like, well, how much is it going to cost me? I'm like, I'm not charging you, bro. Just got to fix it, bro. And he's like, okay. Uh, and he was like nervous. He'll be like, whatever. Yeah, I would be. The guy's cool. You know, so just let him do his thing. And I'd be out there all, all hours trying to figure it out. And then uh, I went and got a stator and reluctor. And uh, I, I went to replace the stator and reluctor. I'm like, I'm pretty sure. And I would always come in with a new thing. Uh, it's the stator and reluctor. It. I'd put yeah, it in I and it, it didn't do it. You know, I'd tell him before. <laughs> right. And then I do it and it didn't fix it. Well, I put in the stator and reluctor and it didn't fix it. And he saw me out there messing with it. And when I did, I noticed the wire was like kind of funny and it was broken inside. It was the wire between the condenser and the points. Uh -huh. And that's all it was the whole time. So I just replaced that little chunk of wire vroom, started right up. And I'm like, hey, I fixed it with the stator and reluctor. And he knew it wasn't. And he's like, <laughs> OK. And then he hired me later. And, oh, uh, and like, nice yeah, later he hired he me. He was not a I mean, he was a uh, uh, had a landscape company. He had started 
out of college there in uh, Polly. Mm-hmm. He was friends with Chuck Liddell. Wow. And, uh, really? Yeah, him and that's Chuck cool. were tight. They, they went to uh, Polly together and they were wrestlers on the same wrestling team. And then they, anyway, that's how I, I know like Chuck. You can't be a small, you can't be like my size and be friends with Chuck Liddell. Like you have to be. He was a little dude. He was a little dude. But you have to be a big guy. Is, like yeah, you have to be, yeah, maybe. you have some muscle on you. Well, anyway, or he, or he, um, yeah, yeah. So, so they were both in the business program. So, mm-hmm. uh, they had business degrees out of Polly. So they were tight. Chuck Liddell has a business. Oh, dude, he's a maniac. He's smarter than, yeah. Super smart. But that's, that's, that's always like the thing. And like the guy you think is like, oh, he's look at that lunk head. Yeah. That's what, that was always the, the, thing I thought was funny was some, I saw something where somebody made a joke about they were going to the gym as a smaller guy, like an average looking guy. And he passes some guys that are like roided out and like big looking dudes. And he goes, whatever, at least I'm smarter than them. And they're starting discussing like quantum mechanics as they like walking by. Ah, and all I could think was, classic. all I could think was, wow, I never thought about that. I, the, the idea is like, well, if you're not big, at least you're smart. There's nope. probably somebody out there that is neither. And yeah. you just feel like, wow, that's got to suck. Oh, not big or smart. Yeah. They're just a like, little dumb guy. <laughs> just yeah. A little dumb guy. Probably right? happens a lot. Like it's, well, it's me. I was trying to, oh. was trying to help you with kind of like, <laughs> Oh, you want me to, t- I wanted you to make me feel I think you better. are smart. Thanks. Stop it. Thanks buddy. I was hoping Stop you Stop it. You would kind of help me out here. <laughs> you did nothing to help me. You're just like, no. wow. You're like, wow. Yeah. Probably suck. What an idiot. Oh, <laughs> and it's me. I'm like, come on, man. Be, you're not little and nice. dumb. <laughs> I am. Small. You're actually tall and beautiful and I'm, you're smart. I'm, so you got all that I'm going small. on. So guys walk by you and go up. Ethiopian kids. Do you, you know Ethiopian kids send me nickels a day so I could buy rice? Aww, yeah, they feel bad for me. Nice. Yeah, pretty small. Ethiopian. Ethiopia has come a long way. <laughs> they They're pretty great. rich over They're there. Great. Oh, yeah, yeah. doing really good. Oh man, we're going right back to the. <laughs> we're gonna do this again. Gonna make people, Let's not do this again. Yeah, it's not make right. people more angry. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so Rob hired me as a uh, as his right hand man for his landscape company, oh, wow. and then you suck, uh, at, you suck at being a mechanic. Please come to dude, landscaping. Dude, he just liked my initiative. <laughs> he liked my initiative, and my work ethic. Is what he told me, All right, well. which paid off because then we got hit by El Nino, and he had a little landscape company. It was called A Plus Landscape. It was based on the ag ag college being there, and he would hire hort science majors uh. to do his design and stuff at minimum wage. It was unbelievably cool. And wow, we had this, we had this phenomenal murder. service and, uh, and I ran it. I ran a lot of teams. I was like a foreman because mm-hmm. I was just a guy who'd go do stuff, you know, I'd do whatever. So, um, we would, uh, so then we got hit by El Nino, massive amounts of rain sure. and flooding in San Luis Obispo. Nobody knew what to do. So, uh, Rob is like, well, we now do drainage work yeah, because figured. of that. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Got a death. I was, so go figure it out, Colin. I'm like, okay. So I started just, I just started researching data, drainage. Uh, that'd have been a good idea. No, <laughs> no I just started doing just drainage. Started. Yeah. Well, you got to dig a ditch there and you put in a French drain there and then you daylight it into that guy's property. And then that guy gives us a call. Then we, and then we, and then we created, just kept moving it from property to property like dummies. That's yeah. Amazing. Oh my God. And we'd be out there like 16 hours yeah, a day digging ditches. And I mean, in the rain, it's I was, hard. Man. I worked hard and then people were like well we got to pay him look at him you know <laughs> he's gonna but, die but it's a mess he's small and dumb we should pay Dude, him <laughs> terrible so then then uh and then i also started that after that went away then gates i started doing gates actually i started doing gates first and that was the first where we first realized that my gates initiative like putting was putting in a, a garden gate kind of fences thing? and gates we, okay, we so offered that as a service do. we're like hey we offered as a service we're, we'll undercut any of these fence guys we're yeah, so good at this that's easy to do yeah you, how'd you do uh, I did the fences. Okay. I got, I could make a straight line. 
Um, and I could also, I knew what bubble levels were, so I was okay with all that. And I could, and I figured out, you know, I asked around to figure out how much, how deep you want the posts, all that stuff. Uh, and then I saw pictures of other fences and I kind of had a sense of what fences to do. Aren't that bad. It's just a lot of, at the sense, if you're listening and you have, everybody just Googles ideas and goes to YouTube. Now we didn't have any of that. So you just had to like ask the guy at farm supply or whatever, like, Hey, what about blah, blah, blah. And you have to like do, you have to like, you know, ask you, you did basically journalistic work to figure out yeah, you don't want them you had know, to ask the right questions. You didn't want them to know that you're, you have no idea. That you don't know what you're, what you're doing. Cause they're like, why are you on the commercial side? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Why, why don't you go over there to the home do it area? Yeah. So I'm like, I'm getting to commercials, you know, cause they're giving us a deal. We're on sure. the, yeah. Or business. They're like, this guy's nervous. asking me what a post is. So, uh, anyway, it's a gate. So I put these things. Yeah. So then I'd make a gate. So then I'd make a gate. So the problem was I didn't understand that gates sag over time. I didn't yeah, wait, realize there wait, was time. Wait, yeah. I didn't realize there was time. So, uh, I would just make these things. And they were great. They were fine. Time. Forgot all about time. Didn't even think about it. Two days later, it's like warped. Literally weeks later, we get calls. My gate doesn't open. It's stuck. It's like just because it would sag and then get yes. stuck and not yeah, open. That's how it works. <laughs> and I go over there and do some stuff and figure it out. No big deal. I do it again, you know, again and again and again. And then we did the same hardscape at my boss, Rob's house. And right. uh, and we made gates and his gates wouldn't open after like a couple months. Did you realize it was the hinges? Well, here's the thing. It, it aligned perfectly with... Uh, with El Nino. So when we started doing all the drainage, I'm having to run out and fix these gates. I'm like, dude, it's the rain. It's like swelling and like causing a problem with the gates. Sure. So they're not opening. And, and you know, that's normal. Uh, swelling wood, yeah, water, that, swelling wood. That does that's happen. All it is. I'll back it off a little. I'll figure it out. No big deal. But it was not that. Uh, no, I, I made shitty gates. Yeah. So, <laughs> so my line to him was, issue bro, was, gates are tricky. I, I, I'm not saying I could do it. I just thought it, like, I, I, so after El Nino, okay. I came over to his, cause he goes, dude, now my gates aren't opening. And I went and looked and I'm like, Rob, Rob water song. Gates are tricky. That's what I said <laughs> to him. What told him. So cut to now that's been, um, 20, that's been 20 years, 20 full years, <laughs> right? 20 very full years sure. over that 22 years. Okay. No. No, no, no. That's been 25 years. Okay. And, uh, and, uh, he still brings up the fact you can't do gates. No, no. He still, if something, if we're talking about something and it sounds like one of us is bullshitting, he'll go, gates are tricky, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Cause you know, when you kind of bullshit a little, yeah. he's like, eh, gates are tricky. Gates are tricky. <laughs> It's fair. I mean, they are tricky. I don't know. Yeah. Weight distribution. Gotta make sure it doesn't eh, sag. Good hinges. Yeah. Gates are tricky. <laughs> Anyway, so that's Let's have no gate. How about that? You have no, you get no gate. Yeah. So I would start telling people to take it off. This is my gate now. Yeah. Yeah. No, gate. You just put no up gate. a piece of plywood. Good luck. <laughs> so, all right. So what about this DeLorean situation? Are we going to buy one? We can't buy a DeLorean. No. Look, sponsor this podcast and then give us some money. Then we will, we'll, we'll uh, buy the, we should have DeLorean. The new DeLorean company should sponsor the podcast. <laughs> Isn't that a great idea? We'll get DeLorean. Okay. Let's mention sponsor. our last sponsor. It's DeLorean. This is going to be a shorty out. Uh, I want to say, is there anything else you want to cover before we go? Uh, nothing comes to mind. I mean, no, no. Okay, cool. So this will be, I don't know the episode number on this, but, um, I'm going to be in Vegas when this airs and then, uh, I'll do a a phone call with you at some point uh, for the next one. A a small, a small dumb one. Mm -hmm. This is a small dumb podcast. This is the shorty dumb pod. (laughs) We should call it the short, short dumb pod. All right. Thank you for listening to the Barefoot Comedy Show. It. And uh, if you want to know more about August Williams' incredible work with the uh, <laughs> world, you can go to Instagram. Yeah, August, August, August C. C. Williams. Williams. August C. Williams. And uh, DeLorean. 
It exists. <laughs> still. We're it's still around. Selling. Don't let anybody tell you different. <laughs> Barefoot Comedy Pie Show. Barefoot Comedy Show. Go Get over the Com- black and white. Go watch black and white movies. Some of them are good. What? Black and white movies? Get over it. They're good movies. Some of them. Oh, man. Find the good ones. Don't do it. Good cowboy movies. Don't, don't listen to him. It's his passion. <laughs> it's not right. Um, also, um, Old Savannah Tours yes. and Gracie Jiu-Jitsu Savannah, the best place in the world to train the best martial art in the world from the best dude in the world. Zend out, cat. Love it. Are you going to train? Uh, I'd be down. I want to go roll with y'all. It sounds like you keep sound, saying that. I know. It sounds like a lot of fun, man. All right. He'll be there one of these times at the postrollpodcast.com, the other sponsor for this show. Covered in bruises. Postrollpodcast.com. It's me and Jimmy, and uh, August will be a guest at some point in the near future. Get the crap kicked out of me. Thank you for listening, and we love you here at the Barefoot Comedy Show. Bye.